All right, we're super excited to jump in today. Special guest Marcus Dupuis, as we're going to talk about breathing and healing and getting into inner messages. We're going to travel around the world a couple times. Um, and so we're excited to share and jump in. Stay tuned. Right. Um, welcome, everyone. Today we have a special guest, a good friend of mine, who has many titles, so it's hard to define. He's um, uh, a teacher, an educator, a healer, a author, facilitator, and probably part of what we're going to discover is exactly um, his journey and path and purpose. So, um, Marcus, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, um, that path and journey. Welcome well, to the show. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here with you gals. And, um, yeah, it's been a, a pretty broad path. And so, I mean, it, it really, the two things that, that happened for me was that at a young age, my mother was was teaching yoga in 1976. Wow. So when awesome. I was a little guy, yeah. I was doing yoga postures in the living room I and learning about yoga. And so, and then uh, I have an, an uncle, David. He um, did the prologue in my book. Oh, awesome. And he is probably one of the highest authorities in yoga uh, in the world just oh, absolutely mm -hmm. unbelievable and his school is called pyramid yoga hmm. and it's in thailand awesome so i learned a lot from him uh he taught me a lot in the in the the yoga and the, and the breathing world which is um, the book that i just published which is called i breathe therefore i am mm -hmm. and having had a, a really broad journey and, and investigated so many different aspects of of being healthy, of managing your life, of directing your life, of all that sort of stuff. There's one thing that always floated to the surface, and that was the breathing techniques and bre teaching breathing. And so I've always found myself to go back to teaching breathing techniques in order to help people um, feel better you know, in all aspects, mm -hmm. psychologically, mm -hmm. physiologically, all that sort of thing. So we came together to talk about I breathe, therefore I am, and what it has, but there, there is a, a much broader story for sure. Mm -hmm. How that came to be, I'm mm -hmm. quite interested in knowing. I think um, just off the top of my head, and looking at your book right now, it's beautiful. I love the cover. Um, I love the feel that I get from it just by looking at the book. I haven't read it yet. Um, but where, what's the inspiration around the title? I breathe, therefore I am. What does that mean for you? Well, breathing is something that we do automatically. Mm -hmm. And so we don't think about it. Mm -hmm. We just let the, the normal reflexes take care of it. Mm -hmm. And that keeps us alive. Thinking is the same thing. We think. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, therefore I am. So... 
<laughs> I, I have an overall arcing sort of plan. My next book, which is almost done, mm-hmm. is called I Feel, Therefore I Am. Oh, very yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. The subtitle of that book is I Think, Therefore I Am in Trouble. <laughs> very true. Okay. Yeah. Very true. Then I need to feel, therefore I am. <laughs> well, you know, the one of the chapters in I Feel, Therefore I Am is mm-hmm. conversations with René. Now, René Descartes was the man who said, I think, therefore I am, 400-some okay. years ago. Okay. So one of the chapters is conversations with René. Okay. And he's going to speak from his perspective 400 years ago, oh. and I'm going to speak from our contemporary times. Fun, that'll and be fun. It's like the screw tape letters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind of dialogue of the kind of banter of what that would yeah. look like conversation. Well, mm-hmm. when Descartes said, I think, therefore I am, it was very relevant yeah. to the understanding and yeah. the evolution of, of mind and society and collective mind and all of that and education. It was very relevant. Mm-hmm. But today, mm-hmm. um, thinking that. is in fact part of the problem yeah we're beyond right. that for sure we're way beyond that yeah, we absolutely we've evolved to understand ourselves oh yeah beyond and, realms in the beyond human realms. experience yeah, yeah absolutely and yeah. and hanging out in other realms and not even here yeah we're now multi-dimensional yes. beings yes, right and mm-hmm. so you yeah. know i think therefore i am very nice that yeah, was good that's okay but <laughs> <laughs> times exactly. have changed yeah <laughs> 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 exactly i would pat them on the head that's okay <laughs> we'll help you <laughs> well it'll be interesting yeah. um i i'm fleshing out that chapter every once in a while and <laughs> and um it's going to be interesting well, to see interesting. where I direct Renee's responses. Yeah, I love it. Because technically he will have the intellectual ability mm-hmm. to understand what I'm saying. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And so. Wow, that'll be fun to see where it yeah. goes. Yeah, I guess um, I'm quite interested in, I mean, there's an interesting, I find it interesting because this topic with you is actually quite a topic that's going around even my tribe, my community, my whatever, mm-hmm. a lot in the last year and a half. I mean, Wim Hof is a good example. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's become a lot more popular. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people that are do- learning the Wim Hof and the breathing and the getting in the ice cold water, which I'll never do, mm-hmm. ever do. <laughs> uh, I'm allergic to cold. I don't want to climb a mountain no. naked either. No, <laughs> not, not interested. <laughs> but I'm good with learning the the gifts that we we have taken for granted, mm-hmm. and uh, not on our you no know, not on our fault right. or whatever. But with breathing, absolutely. You know, and um, and a huge part actually. And I, I'll confess, I'm actually mm-hmm. just was at a Pilates uh, session yesterday, really trying to get into my breath, like really expand my diaphragm and expand the ribs, and just like where that breath should go and how much. That makes an impact and my ability to hold my core and, mm-hmm. um, mm. you know, breath work. It's used in, in many mm-hmm. different techniques where you, know, you started with yoga, but I mean, whether it's Pilates, whether it's like any process that when you're using your breath with it, that mm-hmm. you not only get better result, but you, your body can respond. It mm-hmm. actually responds differently based on different positions you're in, mm-hmm. um, how much more air you can have. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm intrigued by this conversation um, and want to know a little bit more too about, you know, your, like how you came to this whole process of, mm-hmm. you know, where breath was your thing, mm-hmm. where you were just mm-hmm. like, cause you know, we, 
we chatted about and and I want you to share like how you came to that place where it's like yeah like my thing is breath like and really understanding and recognizing what that's doing in our bodies and and why that's so important to you mm-hmm. know help people um ultimately be their vital you know selves do you mind if I divert just a second I want to actually find out how you guys know each other like I kind of know uh-huh. but oh yeah yeah was, <laughs> how do you how do we all sit here at the same table you know uh. Well, that was when uh, Joseph and I... So Joseph is... Because you've got to get a little background on Joseph, right? Joseph is a a good friend, a great friend. And uh, we have known each other for uh, 22 years now. Oh, wow. And I trans... He has published several books in Spanish. Mm -hmm. He's a bestseller. So over a quarter million books. In that Spain. Sort of thing. Beautiful. In Spain and, and Latin America, so South yes. America, Mexico, you know, lots of uh, success. Mm-hmm. And there was one book called The Art of Listening to Life. Okay. And so 10 years ago, I tweaked on that and I went, mm-hmm. this is the framework that makes sense to me. I like this. Mm-hmm. So I translated the book okay. to English and we published it and it's out there and uh, it's... So, where, where is, are these on? You know, Spotify are they on yeah, uh, audiobooks as well? As well? Um, the Art of Listening to Life is an audiobook. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I'm the reader, so okay. it's my voice. Yeah, um, however, it's called Adventure of the Soul. Okay. Yeah. Because that was the in Spanish, it mm-hmm. was Adventure of the Soul. Oh. Aventura del alma. Okay. And. But when we got into the English market, everybody was using the word soul in their mm-hmm. titles. And there was another author that had adventures, plural, okay. of the soul. Oh, all yeah. confusing. Yeah. So the art of listening to life yeah. was a big part of what we were oh, talking about in okay. teaching. So we called the book The Art of Listening to Life. Okay. And then we started doing workshops mm-hmm. in Spain, Mexico, and Canada. Mm-hmm. And we came to Kelowna mm-hmm. to do a workshop, right. The right. Art of Listening to Life. Well, here's the funny part. So mm-hmm. I got to show, you know, this is a real example yeah. of how yeah. um, divine things are and that, you know, people show up in your life when they're supposed to and as they're, as they're supposed to. Because ironically... <laughs> I remember you telling me about this. So I went to a conference in California. Uh, it was probably, I don't know, now this is going back quite a few years. And I just, we actually, they had a Kava ceremony at the end of the, one of the, the days. And I, you know, had met some of the other uh, delegates that were there. And I had this really great conversation with this couple um, who were naturopaths in, in the U.S. And just had like a, a soul connection. You know, when you go places and you meet somebody, you're like, wow, that was just like a really good conversation. Never really thought, you know, much of that conversation. We went on with the conference one other day. You know, I, I think I'd gotten her email. We chatted a couple times. And that was that. And then I get this, um, you know, my receptionist coming to my front desk and saying, you know, there's this guy, he keeps calling, saying that that this person's coming to town and that you're really supposed to meet them and mm-hmm. that you, you know, that he knows who you are. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this. I don't know who they are. I didn't, it was Jerry. And lo and behold, what we figured out in the end that 
that Jerry, who is another mutual friend of ours, mm -hmm. actually met the couple that I was talking to at a completely different conference, not one that I was at. And they got to talking and somehow my name came up because he must have said I was from Kelowna. So when Joseph came, he was very adamant because at first, and I have to give it to my receptionist, they're very, they usually have a, you know, gatekeepers. Like they're gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. right? oh, yeah. And they filter. Yeah. But he was really persistent. Um, <laughs> Cool. So I finally was like, okay, fine. I don't know, have a clue what this is about, but I'll meet with them. Mm -hmm. And that's when uh, Jerry and I think I'm not sure if you came that yep, first time. Yeah, yes, the three, the three of us of you were came there. into my and office, Jerry, and I Joseph, had and no idea what was happening. I actually remember us getting together a couple days after that. And you're like, you're not gonna believe what just happened in my office the other day. Yeah, <laughs> and it was the most amazing, inspiring, um, cool conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and that was probably a full two years after the first conversation I had with a completely different couple that wasn't even there so cool. um yeah. it just goes to show that when we trust and and mm -hmm. you know we're in that space of flow here mm -hmm. we are how many years later sitting mm -hmm. down having a conversation yeah right. it, it it you know i spent uh, 15 years with joseph touring and, and doing workshops and it it it's all these stories of synchronicity mm -hmm. and of making sense, of feeling normal, of feeling right. natural, of feeling like you're doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. It's, yeah. it was so beautiful. And mm -hmm. when we met you, that was that was what it was like. Mm -hmm. I was like, I took it for granted a bit. I guess yeah. I don't know. I maybe I thought. Jerry knew you yeah, more well, and, or what, but it, it, it all just went. It, it just flowed. It's like we were all best friends already. We were like, known each other. It was pretty yeah. cute. Yeah, it was good. So, I mean, that's how we um, definitely started connecting. And then mm -hmm. Joseph's mm -hmm. come over several times and yeah. uh, we did some, yeah, he's from Spain. And, and so yeah. we did some courses together. He even worked, collaborated with some patients and, um, yeah, that's yeah, right. So it's been a pretty cool, cool experience. And <laughs> so I know a little bit about, obviously, with the work that you've done with Joseph, kind of what that's um, been <clears throat> about. But um, obviously, you're also on a path of, of, of determining that mm -hmm. in yourself, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the things that happened with our workshops is Joseph would... Um, would let me lead a breathing session mm -hmm. to help people center, to right. bring people into the room, to bring them into their bodies, to, to center them. And um, so you would hand me this. You would say, okay, Marcus is going to lead a breathing session, and, and then we're going to go into some deeper work. And so the breathing sessions prepare a person for deeper work. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. When you uh, start doing... Um, uh, a really simple breathing techniques right off the bat the first thing is just being aware of mm. your breath like actually being aware of the air going in and being aware of the mm. air going out mm. is the first step and that's huge right there right and so as time went on my breathing sessions and my sessions became longer and longer mm. and i would do more and more of it mm. and uh in Spanish, uh, they use the word maestro, which is master. Mm -hmm. And uh, they use it a little more loosely than in English. In English, masters, yes. a little more elevated, perhaps. But anyway, so you'd always call me the master of breathing. Mm -hmm. What's the master of breathing have for us today? And then I would pull up another breathing technique, and we would do stuff. And I started realizing, you know what? This is really foundational mm -hmm. for me, yeah, right? Very it's very central. I can... And I can speak to that particular process and what it does for us 
And then what that does is it prepares a person for going to the next stage of whatever it is that um, we're working on or whatever it is they need to work on. And very often, you know, in, in a lot of sessions, you know, um, in ceremonies that we do, we set a topic, you mm-hmm. know, this is what we're going to do. What I've found through time is that the topic reveals itself as you go into the process. Right. So whether it's not that it's a bad idea to set a, an objective that's okay but what i found is that the the objective that comes out of the process is actually more relevant and more important than the one we intellectually chose going in oh mm-hmm. for sure okay? yeah for sure. and um so with the breathing sessions very often if we do a really good breathing session like let's say 15 minutes mm-hmm. okay i'm going to call 15 minutes extreme because yeah. i teach a lot of people five minute techniques mm. yeah. in fact the most popular article I ever wrote that got the most hits, thousands of reads, was called The Two-Minute Reset. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote another one called The Five-Minute Reset. It didn't get as many hits <laughs> as The Two-Minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm pe- thinking I could do, tw- I could yeah. do two minutes. I was just say, if you, you know, can relate to that. <laughs> it's interesting, because even when we're sitting here, I'm thinking, as you're talking about breathing, every time you say breathe, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> breathing. <laughs> breathe. And then I'm thinking about, you know, even in yoga, you know, they say make sure you're you're watching yeah. your breath and when you breathe. But somebody saying breathing is even just a trigger to pay attention. Yeah. Um, but even then, for my own personal experience with breath, which is probably pointing to that I sh- it's a good idea to do some work with it, is um, I get anxious. I get anxious around, like when I'm starting to breathe deep and I'm feeling the mm-hmm. euphoria of the oxygen in my body, I get nervous and I stop. Right. Mm-hmm. I stop. Well, you need a you need an advanced coach that can show you right. how to relieve anxiety because with the breathing techniques we can use them to boost ourselves to mm. actually activate ourselves okay. which will bring on the anxiety response. Yeah. But there are other breathing techniques that will okay. bring it down. Okay. And um, just just to sort of put out a nugget right now, mm-hmm. it's in extended exhales. Very slow, controlled, long exhales is what releases anxiety. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So like a longer period of time that you're exhaling versus inhaling. Like, you know, because some people do like counting, right, Mm -hmm. four four or five breaths in, you know, counts to breathe in, hold, and exhale. Mm -hmm. So uh, obviously there is a a whole science around mm-hmm. what are you doing time, more of? Are you time. holding more? Are you, mm-hmm. are you breathing in or out more? So that's what what, what do you to. want to achieve? So what are we right. going into? When a person wants to boost their mental clarity and boost mm-hmm. their mental performance, we'll go into a more active, mm-hmm. shorter type of cycle. Mm-hmm. And so one of the basic ones that I use is called the Savitri, which is based in yoga. But I don't use a lot of the... Hindu terms. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to come up with English definitions mm-hmm. and words so that people don't get scared off. Right, true. Um, not everyone wants to learn Hindi true. or mm-hmm. Sanskrit, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> but there's um, counting is is very much part of the breathing system, mm-hmm. and so counting is the heartbeat. When mm-hmm. people say, "Well, how fast do I count? What do I count? use your heartbeat?" Mm-hmm. So I will say to someone. Inhale for six heartbeats. Mm, I see. So mm-hmm. whose heartbeats? Well, 
you're hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. makes it personal right. because right. now it's like, well, I'm not counting on someone else to show me how to do this. I'm right. doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. So six heartbeats on the inhale and 12 heartbeats on the exhale mm-hmm. would be an example of mm-hmm. anxiety relieving type technique. Although there are other details on how to do yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. but that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There is a whole. Um, I mean, I was listening. I w- uh, and, and tell me if this is something that you're. I'm sure you're aware of. But um, at a conference last year, and um, of course everything's online right now. But um, it was all about breathing and just talking about even how much um, you know we've changed in terms of our anatomy in being able to breathe. And so mm. he was talking about, um, this idea that, you know, really it was the industrial era where we moved from really having a lot of mastication. We were chewing our foods to mm. eating more soft foods. We had canned foods. So preserved food, right? Before mm-hmm. it was all like the hunter gatherer, like you ate what you had, right? You might've dried things, but it would have been very tough and, and hard. Mm-hmm. So you were a lot of chewing Working and that's why we muscle. had wisdom teeth because we actually had bigger jaws. Oh, and so our mm-hmm. mouths were bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and by doing that, it actually caused the, the sinus passage to be open more, more so in the back. Mm-hmm. And so what's happened is our, our jaws have gotten narrower as mm-hmm. we're not chewing as much because our food is softer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why our wisdom teeth are no longer significant that what it's done is it's caused that palate to move back so that our actual um, ability to breathe is been re- is is more difficult, more restricted. right? More restricted, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that breathing through our nose is so important because we actually absorb more oxygen when we mm-hmm. do that, and it warms the because it warms the air and. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it was really interesting because, you know, and his whole thing was like, you know, he talked about mouth taping. So like putting a little, a little piece of tape on your mouth (laughs) so that you're forced to breathe through your nose at night. Uh, and just like not a piece of, you know, duct tape, but a scotch (laughs) tape, right? People always get a little like, what? (laughs) No, you could just literally open your mouth if you had to. Applied by your husband. So (laughs) that it's, yeah, that's right. So it's, uh you know, you're forced to breathe through your nose. And so mm-hmm. this is just another example of yeah. something that I think we just, we, you're right, we overlook it because, mm-hmm. you know, we all obviously breathe. We have to breathe, mm-hmm. you know, because we wouldn't be here without it. But yeah. we, we overlook it because we don't really recognize the impacts and how much it could be having an influence, yeah. Yeah. right, on how we're feeling. We, we basically sit with survival breathing, right? Mm-hmm. I call it survival breathing. And so we're happy because we're surviving. Mm-hmm. It's right. all good, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, when I got into putting together all the information for the book, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. It's a huge topic. Yeah. Once we really start getting into it, right. it's massive. Just the, um, um, I, uh, earlier we talked about um, Wim Hof and uh, what he's brought to the world. Right. So, what Wim Hof has brought to the world is the awareness of exactly. breathing. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's great. Yeah. Um, his breathing techniques are, mm-hmm. um, they, they lack a lot, okay? Oh, yeah. So the, the whole, the cold bath, the ice yeah. bath thing yeah. is really like, that is genius stuff. Mm-hmm. And I do the cold baths. I do the crazy. ice baths. Yeah. I don't mind those. No. 
I, I do the ice baths. Um, uh, I'll get into wake surf, just not to sit there. Yeah. <laughs> if you fall. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I used the Atlantic Ocean recently. I was wow. uh, in the Atlantic Ocean. And, and um, yeah. here I used, uh, you know, the bathtub with ice. But anyway, <laughs> what that does is it just triggers a whole bunch of responses, survival responses in your body okay. that are very mm-hmm. beneficial. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to breathing, breathing, and, and Wim Hof will actually argue about this, but Breathing in through the nose and out through the nose is crucial. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And the reason is that we have all kinds of sensors. Mm-hmm. We have the olfactory bulb. We've got mm-hmm. um, paranasal cavities. We've got lymph nodes. Mm-hmm. We've got everything. And what is that doing? Mm-hmm. It's analyzing the air that's coming in. Okay. Mm-hmm. By analyzing the air mm-hmm. coming in, our body now gets to respond with building and making whatever um, chemicals are necessary for us to survive Mm -hmm. our environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you isolate yourself from your environment, Mm -hmm. then you can't know how to survive it. Right. Okay. Okay? So the the analysis is huge. And so your body is going, okay, we got these elements, we've got these components in this air, and we're going to do, we're going to make these antibodies, we're going to do this, we're going to do that Mm -hmm. to survive this. Mm -hmm. Now, the exhale is even more important Mm -hmm. because what happens is the sensors now analyze what your body is putting out. Mm -hmm. Now your endocrine system and your whole system actually goes, okay, we're producing too much of this, we're producing too much of that, we have to mm-hmm. do this, we gotta do that, we gotta counter this, we have to counter that. So there's it's not that you if you breathe out your mouth, you just like robbed yourself from mm-hmm. you know, from being healthy. But it's important to exhale through the nose. Mm. And um y- you know, when whenever you hear someone say, Okay, we're gonna do some breathing now, and you're gonna inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. You know they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> All they're doing is just using breath. Let's yeah. just breathe to do calm ourselves right. down do what for we're the, yeah. whatever right. we're doing, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. But ultimately, in the long run, um, the analysis that happens in the inhale and mm-hmm. the exhale benefits the function of our body. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. And the exhaust is, 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 is crucial. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, we are machines, right? So... Um, you know, even cars these days. Do you right. know that mechanics today, all they do is they put a sensor on the exhaust, mm-hmm. they analyze the exhaust, and the exhaust says you need to put more oxygen in the intake, mm, you need to change the timing, you need to change this, you need to change that, and that makes the machine run right. We need a nose. Like <laughs> right, a to test like, We do. Do we, we have one? Oh. There it is. You see? I guess we have a nose. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't come out on your computer. It doesn't come out on your device, right? Yeah, maybe we should make we one. Should. Yeah. Hey. Wow, there's probably one But that's one. what's happening. Yeah, your exhaust is being analyzed and uh, your whole system adjusts so that mm-hmm. you run efficiently. Yeah. Well, and, you know, from a medical background, obviously that makes sense in, in that, you know, and not... Not so much that they got into the details around what actually is being picked up from the olfactory senses, but more so around just like, you know, through the lungs and through the air, that is one way that we 
we um, detoxify, mm-hmm. right? And we always say it's a small percent, and most of it's through the kidney and the colon and the skin, but you do through the, through what you're exhaling. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but it's also part of that pH regulation, mm-hmm. um, you know, So because the carbon dioxide obviously has an influence on our, our overall acidity in the body, mm-hmm. um, and that can have influence on kidney function. And, you know, so we all understand that from a metabolic, you know, perspective, but I don't think we necessarily, like we're always looking at just taking intervention like drink alkaline water <laughs> as opposed mm-hmm. to like, oh, actually maybe work on your breath, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing yeah. is, is once you start getting into breath, you start opening up all kinds of doors of information. Mm-hmm. So for instance, when you deep breathe down into your belly and you fill the diaphragm and the belly first and then the chest cavity, and whatever, what you're doing is you're actually moving your organs. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. It's true. called an organ massage. Yeah. You're massaging mm-hmm. your organs. Your organs get a chance to resettle mm-hmm. and, and find their their center. Yeah. Everything's right. finding their center yeah. in the breathing process, right. right? And so two things are happening. Mm-hmm. You're now supplying more oxygen, mm-hmm. which is beneficial mm-hmm. because oxygen heals and fixes everything. Right. It's the fuel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our brain, when it's firing on all cylinders, like ours are right now for this, mm-hmm. yeah. it can use 40% of the oxygen being intaked. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I mean, huge consumer, the brain, when it's mm-hmm. on fire. Mm-hmm. And fire, right. oxygen, the right. fuel, mm-hmm. it is fire. We are fire. We're electrical right. beings, right? So, yeah, that whole um, <clears throat> movement of the organs extra supply of oxygen uh, makes everything work better. Mm-hmm. It's, it makes your organs work better. Yeah. So you say, well, how, you know, I never right. would have thought of that, but you know, when you start getting into it, and when you, when you study yoga, pranayama mm-hmm. yoga, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's understood, mm-hmm. right? And, um, well, and I've gotten a little bit more into that even in my practice because so much of the conversation now around health is around mitochondrial function which obviously is utilizing oxygen to make energy, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. looking, you know, at why is disease happen and what cells, and mm-hmm. it's basically because your mitochondria are not able to produce ATP properly, so therefore that cell can't function. Now, there's a number of reasons why that happens, but always in the medical community, typically, um, the breath is actually overlooked, right? Mm-hmm. There's just an assumption that you've For got sure. more than enough oxygen intake, mm-hmm. that the problem is that it's you're not actually delivering it to that mitochondria. And don't get me wrong, there's definitely issues, you know, if you're anemic and you're not, you mm-hmm. know, don't have enough red blood cells or if your you know, cells have heavy metals and, like, there's things that influence that. But how many things could we correct? Like, I'm all about the simple things first, mm-hmm. right? Like, why jump into all those things if it was just something as simple as, hey, maybe if we got you breathing more and got actually, like, full breath, not that shallow breath that we're all mm-hmm. surviving in, mm-hmm. um, how much um, difference would we experience just in energy, which is, like, the number one complaint people experience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, you know, with, with, with the breathing techniques I, I mentioned, I... I I wrote an article called The Two-Minute Reset, and it it was on fire. I mean, people wanted a two-minute reset. And with deep breathing exercises, the benefits you get out of two minutes is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when you say, you know, we need to teach people how to breathe, I just Mm -hmm. want to make sure people understand they don't have to do it for a half hour or an hour. We're talking about these really short sessions. Mm -hmm. One of the techniques that 
North America and Western society understands is sport. Mm -hmm. So how am I going to get more oxygen? I'm going to exert my body. It's going to make me breathe. (laughs) So the idea of I'm not going to do any exercise, but I'm going to breathe is brand new. Or it's just people don't think about it. Well, honestly, that's exactly what I've used sport for is to actually make sure I'm breathing. And that's most Mm -hmm. of, I'm like, okay, I need some oxygen. I'm going to go for a hike. I'm going to go do yoga. I'm going to go for a jog. I'm going to wake surf, whatever, right? So it's always been that that made me breathe. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. I was scared of some sort, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> running from a bear yeah. or a cougar or something when I was younger. Well, and, and isn't it? I mean, or my brothers with you with um, <laughs> <laughs> right with martial arts background, and yeah. I mean, and I've always loved martial arts, and I mean, it's hardcore intense activity, mm-hmm. and always my coach would be like, breathe through your nose. Like when you're breathing really heavy, your instinct is to go to breathe through your mouth. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. because it's like oh, you just feel like you need to gasp the air mm-hmm. in. But he's like, you want if you want to get more um, oxygen in your body and slow and be able to have more control and recover faster. He's like, mm-hmm. breathe through your nose. Yeah. Well, actually, when we were competing for the Canadian ta- yeah. Canadian national team, we'd go to cha- go to to try out, mm-hmm. and uh, at every time we go to tryouts, they we they'd put us through this rigorous, you know three days of training and I remember this one skill that they made us do you'd go for two minutes hard recover for 30 seconds five minutes hard on the bag recover for five you know a minute mm-hmm. and and then you would do three rounds to the point where your heart's feeling it's gonna you know beat out of your chest mm-hmm. and then they'd make you lay down and breathe through your nose and the goal was to see how fast you could get your heart rate to come down and that's how they knew you were in shape And that, so it was a competition between all of us to see (laughs) whose heart could come down the fastest by just breathing in and out through your nose. Do you know how hard it is to lay on the floor and just breathe through your nose when your heart is like pounding pounding out of your chest? Mm -hmm. That's a freak out session right there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I trust this. I know. (laughs) I I think I trust this, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Okay. Heart's coming down. Well, you know, I mean, just to bring it back to the science of it, what I explained earlier that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Your your inner system. Think about it. The olfactory and, and, and the nodes that are up here, the lymphatic nodes and all that, it's all attached to the bottom of your brain. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty privileged yeah. position. True. Very true. <laughs> In the body. That's a good way right? to look at it. That's for sure. So when you're doing that, when you're bringing down your heart rate like that and you're forcing yourself to really inhale and exhale through the nose, you're giving your body all the information it true. needs. True. Mm-hmm. That's why. The yeah. mouth breathing is not mm-hmm. um, a good way to go. Yeah, and yeah. it was interesting if you do that a little a few times over, you resorted to the nose breathing because it you remember it's faster to bring your heart rate down than your mm-hmm. mouth, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to just kind of go back a little bit because I'm as intrigued about all of this here. I, I want to know a little bit more about your background. I know I read the back of your book, and there was even just some of the things in the back of the book. I was like, okay, we want to talk a little bit more about that. He studied world uh, in worldwide regions and... World, world religions. World religions. There yeah. we go. Uh, yoga, pranayama. You were in yeah. Tibet. You climbed the Great Pyramids of the world. Okay, let's go there for a second. I was, <laughs> I was like, okay, who am I sitting in front of? <laughs> well, I... Um, I, I did a lot of traveling okay. and a lot of studying in, in India and, and places like that. Um, I just started at a very young age. I'm, 
in terms of the art of listening to life and how we create our life mm-hmm. and how we create our reality, mm-hmm. I understood that from a very young age. And okay. so what ended up happening, one of the interesting stories is I was 17 years old. And at 17, I told everyone and my parents that I was going to Central America. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. Wow. 17. And so I went to Medicine Hat. He went to Central America. <laughs> so I I start my journey going down to Central America and I get to the US border and there's a snowstorm. And so I'm hitchhiking, by the way. So I'm hitchhiking to wow, Central America you. in the winter. And what happens is I get to the border and it's snowing and I can't walk across the bridge in Windsor and do all this stuff. So I decided to take a Greyhound bus. Well, back then, the Canadian-U.S. flow was was crazy. It was easy. You didn't even have to have a passport. No. I I, I had a Greyhound ticket and that was good enough (laughs) for them, right? I was going to Chicago. (laughs) So I went to Chicago. I was going to make a remark, like kind of like the Mexicans coming into Texas right now. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, same but different. Yeah. Um, and then I, I hitchhiked down to the United States and got down to the Mexican border. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the immigration wicket for the Mexican entrance there. Mm. And this woman has got a piece of paper and a pencil. She's doing math like crazy. And she's counting and counting and counting. She's trying to figure out how old I am. Oh, interesting. And so she takes a piece of paper well, you think about it, the, the year that you're born, is that a year that's included when you count an age? Good question. It's a little complicated. Yeah, that's a good question. So she goes, 17 or 18, and she puts a piece of paper in front of me. It's the first moment that I even realize that I'm 17 and I'm traveling illegally. Oh, interesting. A 17-year-old can't cross borders without oh, parental really? permissions right. and all the kinds oh, of I didn't stuff. Know that. Okay. No, 18. Okay. Hmm. And so I... So you said 18. So I grab a piece, <laughs> I grab a piece of paper, I circle 18, give it back, or she goes, okay, boom, boom, and she stamps my passport, <laughs> exactly. and I'm into Mexico. Okay? So think about it. 17, my wow. mission and my vision was Central America for yeah. months. Mm-hmm. That was my vision. Cool. I visualized it every day. That's what I was doing. That's what I told everyone I was Love doing. Yeah. And the universe got me across two international borders. Wow. Just... Because that's what I was supposed to be doing. Very, of <laughs> course, yeah. And I continued. And I was going to say, did you get, did you get the rest of the way? I did turned you? 18 down in uh, Guatemala. Okay. Awesome. And, wow. Uh, yeah. And then I came back. I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> it was easier the second time. <laughs> <laughs> You're I like, okay, that's enough. I think I'll go back for now. I was there six months. Okay. Yeah. I was down there for six months. Oh, good and for you. Uh, that was my first uh, big world trip and then the next year I went to India oh wow and so in India I I, I lived in ashrams hmm. and I studied I didn't study with any like great master that anyone would recognize mm-hmm. I just stayed in small ashrams mm. where there were extremely wise and cool people right and so that's where I did a lot of my I learned a lot about meditation during mm. those years mm. and I don't know if I'll go, I'll go here, I guess. But <laughs> what happened is when I was 21 years old, mm-hmm. I had um, moments of realization mm-hmm. where I understood what we are. Mm-hmm. Not who we are, what we are. Beautiful. And what ended up happening was I was basically ready for the cave. I was ready to just be the monk and mm-hmm. just disconnect and mm-hmm. not be part of this physical reality. Mm-hmm. What's the point? Right. Mm-hmm. Just be the Buddha. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I said, oh, I got a lot to accomplish. I got a lot to do in this life, so I'm not ready for this. And yeah. so I, I re-entered stayed. and you stayed, stayed yeah. and yeah. then, uh, you know, had the family and the businesses and I did all that stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was, uh, that was my start in terms of spirituality and learning about it applying the yoga. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was just talking meditation. to my roommate the other day. I did that also growing up through my, haven't grown up yet, but growing through my <laughs> 20s. <laughs> um, same thing is you get to the, the places that there's that strong awareness of what and who we actually are. And then there's an option. It's like, do I stay here? Do I participate? How do I want to participate? And I called it, oh, I better go back and be human, just relate to everybody for a little while. And then I'd migrate out of that a little bit and depending on where I w- mm-hmm. what I was doing and, and you know what I was exploring what country mm-hmm. I was in or whatever but same thing is that to be able to move in and out of that but actually chose off- often to be in this realm mm-hmm. and participate as a human being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I didn't tell everybody all the time. I'm like, just so you know, I'm participating as a human being today. <laughs> Want to go to the bar and have some drinks? <laughs> Let's go dancing. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow, yeah. you're not going to know what I'm doing yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. But, I, yeah. I think it, that's the, um, the constant, it's the tension, right? Like, I think as once you have an awareness, I mean, I, whether people are aware of it or not, we're all in the tension, but it's the, of where we're existing, right? Like we can understand things on a much higher level, but to exist there means you're not existing in this world, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously we're all spiritual, but we have a physical form Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and the physical form can be compromised when we're always up in that spiritual place. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always look at it as the tension between, and, and not, not a bad tension, but a a, a reality Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. of where we're existing. And sometimes we might feel you know, led in one way or another, but sure. the reality is to 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 actually experience time mm-hmm. <laughs> as mm-hmm. we do. Yeah, um, we have to make that choice, right? Yeah, I, I think one of my, my least favorite um, comments that people make is that oh, this, this is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Life's an illusion, mm-hmm. and sure. If we go down to the subatomic level, it's, it's all, all an illusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can fly right through it, mm-hmm. you know? and but on the other hand, it's temporarily real. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we do have to do. We have to go dancing. Right. We <laughs> yeah, have to true. do these things. Right. Right. You have to participate. Eat and breathe. And yeah. Yeah. Because life is not an illusion to the point where you don't participate. Right. It's the gift. Just, yeah. I think the gift is you get to be all of it at any point in time if you're conscious and aware. Right. You can. You can. Um, and I guess this is just where I exist as much as possible because it's the most peaceful is I get to be you know the in the awareness that I have the capability to shape shift I have the capability to move and and envision and watch things unfold Mm -hmm. um and then when I'm in shit or when I'm actually up against resistance or I'm I'm like whoa I forgot who I am okay now I gotta get back to those things that bring me back to that awareness that I can be in the illusionary world as a, per- a participant, you know, the writer, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the labels the, and identities, the lead there. lady, <laughs> 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 or whatever, right? Yeah. So, 
Um, and I love that whole concept, idea, reality of life. I mean, I, uh, it was teacher plant medicine. Well, actually, I knew this before, actually. I've known it. Well, I've known it all my life, but it's mm-hmm. just sort of become more clear as I went. But um, in an experience with Iboga uh, mm-hmm. one time was absolutely gorgeous for me because it actually just solidified all of that for me. Oh, nice. I was like, oh, right, I can be here and there. And, you know, it, it was a really beautiful experience. And then, of course, from there, it just gets more obvious, more obvious, more obvious. I could see that the breathing is a gateway. Mm-hmm. for people to actually do that or get to know or understand that too. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I'll do with someone who doesn't have experience with the breathing or it's just new to them, mm-hmm. literally it'll be on hands and knees and start filling the belly with air. So the belly mm-hmm. fills nicely because you got gravity working for, for you, you and you don't <laughs> close your belly in. And um, it, it's... Um, there's there's a couple of yoga positions. One's called the tigress mm-hmm. and the tiger. Mm. And uh, that's <clears throat> on hands and knees, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you flex like that. And I'll just get someone to... First off, most people have to reopen the bottom of their lungs. Right. They're collapsed. Mm. Interesting. Uh, oh, I have people okay. that don't even have access to the lower part of their lungs. <laughs> that <happens to> me. <laughs> they have mm-hmm. to actually pump it back up again. You know, mm-hmm. fortunately, the lungs are elastic enough that they, they eventually they they'll Open they'll up. they'll go back. Mm-hmm. But um, that's how I start people. Interesting. You got to reopen your, you know, I get was, it all I was working again. I was saying to um, Alana that sometimes the breathing stuff for me too is. Uh, for years, I've had gut issues, and some of the gut issues were the, the bacteria just created a whole bunch of air in my in my intestines, and then inflammation from reaction mm-hmm. to foods. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I haven't had the capacity to drop the, to breathe deeply because it was uncomfortable or it just was up so high and I had so much pressure up underneath my ribs. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, it happened so gradually that I didn't even realize it over time, yeah. that I wasn't breathing deep, deeply because I couldn't get the diaphragm to go down. Went to the chiropractor one time. She's like, you know, your diaphragm's stuck up underneath your right rib. So she helped me by using physical manipulation to bring the diaphragm and get it unstuck. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. Mm. And that was because it was so high up and the gut issues were pushing my diaphragm up all the time. It just would get stuck up in there. Mm. And that's also something that I wonder too, if people, I mean, like Mm. you said, it moves the organs around, but if they have other under underlying issues that stop them from being able to breathe that way would, Mm -hmm. Would it be challenging? It'd be challenging for them to benefit. Yeah, well, and I was just going to say, and maybe you can comment more on this too, is mm-hmm. um, what I see a lot of times is in like relationship to the vagus nerve, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the vagus nerve obviously innervates the gut, mm-hmm. um, but a large portion, you know, it, it, there's afferent nerves to the diaphragm, uh, to the throat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of, you know, that's why deep breathing is one of the ways to activate the parasympathetic mm-hmm. because it's actually inducing that. Um, but obviously stress is the number one reason I think that we actually can't get those full breaths, right? Mm -hmm. We actually can't really open up. So maybe you can comment on that. Well, I mean, that is, you know, the tip of the iceberg is the, the, the stress topic. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember reading an article actually from the college of physicians and surgeons. It was actually 
you know, something that was completely recognized, that 90% of disease was stress-related. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's pretty big of them to admit, yeah. admit yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um, what happens with stress, of course, is that it tightens muscles. It tightens parts of our body. It tightens all kinds of, of uh, crucial parts of our body for function. Now, the vagus nerve, of course, is the big communicator, right? Mm-hmm. It bringing in information from all over the place to, mm. to the nervous system mm-hmm. so that it can react. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but it, with stress, um, <clears throat> we're bound up. People mm-hmm. are bound up. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like I was telling you, the first exercise I do with people is get on your hands and knees and let's just mm. get your, your lungs open right. up again. Right. It's, it's stress, and it's long-term stress. Mm. You know, the, the, again, it's very gradual. Mm-hmm. It's not something that happens overnight. Oh, yeah, right. I had this accident, and now I'm like this. No, it's... Chronic. It's chronic over time. Mm-hmm. And um, so when people want... Because we live in this Papa Peel culture... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> where per- people want a solution in a pill, they want a solution right away, and what they need to do is de-stress their body, mm-hmm. go through this whole process of, I call it de-stressification, mm-hmm. um, and breathing is part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, diet's part of that. There's a, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that we can do to, to, to bring it down, but, but breathing is the easiest fastest most accessible way it's right. nuts how right. easy it is it's free and it's free it's free i right. mentioned the free. word free quite a bit and you know, i try i feel a little cheap when i yeah. say that but <laughs> it is i mean you can it? do it anywhere anytime so what does it take i mean i have a couple questions for you because i'm just interested first of all i don't know if i want to ask this one first or not but here's the question one of the questions what does it take for you when you're coaching somebody like if you were to do a uh, breathing coaching sessions or, or whatever. Um, what does that look like? Do you, do you have, is it a certain amount of time that you work somebody, with somebody? Is it like our sessions? Is it, what does that look like? Well, <clears throat> the As one thing that I'll do is, um, I'll start with a basic breathing technique mm. and we'll go through it because it's by going through it and observing how the person breathes mm. that I'll know how much work they're going to need right or where they're at okay okay and one of the techniques is to uh inhale it it doesn't really matter what the count is people get nervous about the count oh how long should it be Mm. should it be six should it be eight should we Mm -hmm. you know and i um i use the heartbeat Mm. as the the counting rhythm so it's Mm -hmm. your heartbeat and what you do is you inhale for a count of eight Mm -hmm. and then you hold your breaths so you you fill your belly, your, and then you're behind your rib cage, you know the whole center part, <clears throat> and then you're right until your shoulders start rising. Mm-hmm. Once your shoulders start rising, you got enough. Mm-hmm. You got more than usual, <laughs> more than you've had in a long time. Yeah. So you're good. But then you hold your breath. You lock. Now the lock depends. Some people love the lock. Mm-hmm. They'll they want to hold their breath forever. for twenty seconds, right. yeah, or twenty mm-hmm. heartbeats, you know. But um, typically, you do an inhale to a count of eight, Mm -hmm. and then hold for a count of eight, Mm -hmm. and then exhale to a count of eight, Mm -hmm. and then hold on empty for a count of eight. And that's where I freak out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Once you've done it a couple of times, you you wouldn't. It's just, it's actually, 
you think, therefore you're in trouble. <laughs> True. You're, you're actually thinking, right. I got no air. That's right. not, that can't happen. This is wrong. I'm going to die. But you can. It's quite okay. easy. Yeah. So what happens is on the inhale, first off, you're, you're flexing your lungs and you're filling yourself mm-hmm. so that you're going to get um, the oxygen. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about prana because prana mm-hmm. is actually life force energy, right. which is a component of our inhale that no one talks about ah, because science doesn't have a measurement. Measuring. Yeah, That's right. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. So cool. then on the hold, what happens is you're basically pushing the oxygen mm-hmm. on to the hemoglobin. You're oh, pushing it onto the transporters okay. and, and that brings oxygen to other parts of your body. Okay. Okay. And then you do your exhale and then you hold on empty. And what that does is it draws carbon dioxide. Mm. It draws and mm-hmm. takes carbon dioxide out of every little corner it can find it. Okay. And then when you exhale, you 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 uh, it, well, then you, you inhale again and mm-hmm. you do your whole thing. But when you're on empty, uh, an extra little push at the end. Just you, you think you're empty, mm. and you just, oh, just do a really? little push at the end. Mm. Your lungs can't empty. They would collapse if they did, oh, so I see, I see. don't worry about They're it. Just your, body's designed, <laughs> <laughs> your body's designed <laughs> to do it. Yeah, yeah. because they would, they would collapse at that point. Okay. So, so that's the first little technique that I'll do. That's, mm. that's called a ceviche. And mm. so Very inhale, nice. hold, exhale, hold. Mm-hmm. And then I'll observe mm-hmm. what the person's doing. And very often, a person will have really restricted lung capacity. Mm. And I'll see it okay. in the inhale and the exhale. So, so I'm thinking, actually, to be honest, we'll get a little personal here. My mom is actually going through um, the process of healing the lung cancer. And once she goes through this next process that she's got to go through, her capacity is going to be d- decreased. Yeah. I'm going to set her up with you. Because, or in the beginning, I don't even yeah. know. Well, what would that look like? Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. It's always the best. Mm-hmm. Um, is she on oxygen? Have the no. doctors put her on no, oxygen? No, she actually is quite vital, and it's just this one spot on her lungs. Oh. One spot, and it's just surgery, nothing else. But the surgery is, it's been four years. We've been watching it and doing other things to try and mm-hmm. help her body take care of it itself. And oh, jeez. It, so. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I would venture to say that if she did three five-minute breathing sessions, okay. five minutes, mm-hmm. three times a day for one month, yeah. she would go back to the doctors and the doctors were going, something's changed. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to put you on a call tomorrow or today. Because of the flexing. <laughs> you see, w- one of the things that happens, uh, a lot of these uh, tumors are concentrations. I True. Call the concentrations of... Yeah, it's a density, Tissue. right? Mm-hmm. And it's because of lack of circulation. Right. True. There's no circulation to that mm-hmm. particular spot. Mm-hmm. And so if you increase the circulation around it and, and you loosen it, you're going to loosen it and loosen it and right. loosen it. Right. And it can, in fact, completely disappear. Yeah. I've had people completely shrink stuff away. Love it. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I know it, too. Believe it and know it, for sure. And, I mean, that's what we were working on over the last little while and and uh i know that i know that this isn't this is just a blip and but there's gifts in it you know it's like there's gifts yeah. in knowing hey what do i want what do i need to be paying attention to what what else can i yeah because of course let's just say you you go and you work on this with somebody the breathing techniques for that purpose but it overflows in so many other things in their life that they were meant to mm-hmm. heal go through journey yeah. 
basically the the symptom what we call the symptom Mm -hmm. is a messenger right and it's a message Mm -hmm. and the reason that people get sick and fall apart and die is because they don't listen to the message right exactly (laughs) they don't respond so true they don't answer the call right Mm -hmm. the phone just keeps ringing Mm -hmm. so but when you answer the call Mm -hmm. well then that opens up a whole process very Mm -hmm. true very true the other question that I had on the back of, on the tip of my tongue, mm-hmm. is um, so we kind of understand who you are, have been, where you are now, but you had alluded to being able to be the visionary at one point in your life, or seeing visions and then un- letting them unfold. Where are you going? Where do you want to go? <clears throat> What's your next vision? Well. The next vision really is just to to keep putting together these techniques to help empower people. Really. Mm. I've always been about empowering people. I mean, mm-hmm. when I hear people talk in low self-esteem and just not believe in themselves and all of that, you know, it's, it's like I, 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 I go, oh, I can help here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so it's always been my my mission I've always done it in fact it's funny I was on an interview not too long ago and um, the interviewer asked me when did this change in your life or were you just born that way (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I actually responded I was born that way because I don't remember a specific moment (laughs) where where it changed and even when I was 10 years old and 12 years old Mm -hmm. um, my friends and classmates always came to me with the tough questions. I was the one, right? Love it. Like, you know, uh, even planets and stars, like mm-hmm. why do they do what they do? It's like... <laughs> let me find out. Well, let, and, but they see, you know what? That's what makes the difference. Yeah. With, when you're yeah. proactive right. and you are that person, I didn't answer the question if I didn't have the answer. Mm-hmm. But I got... I went and found, found the answer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've actually reignited a conversation with someone a week later, a month later. I said, remember you asked me that question? <laughs> oh, I went and found I got the answer, answer now, you know? <laughs> and and I, I, would be, I would do that. And it was just, mm-hmm. it's just what I do, mm-hmm. right? So. Where can, where can, go ahead, Alana. Well, you I was going to say on that comment, I think it's interesting because I also like having kids, right? They're always asking questions. And one of the things I I'm often like not wanting to give the answer sometimes because um, not just because I don't think that there maybe is an answer, but I think the answer can also be quite subjective, right? So sometimes it's like, um, you know, our tendency is to always want to figure it out, but sometimes we need to go through a process to figure it out ourselves rather than just get that answer. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now with my next book, mm-hmm. um, so I breathe, therefore I am. It made a lot of sense to me because um, breathing techniques can actually help you feel who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They actually can. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are breathing techniques. There are some breathing techniques that I could take you through with 45 minutes of breathing, and you're literally, it's an LSD trip. It's, mm-hmm. You're you're an altered state of consciousness, right? Holotropic mm-hmm. is one that's been doing it, but those mm-hmm. idiots breathe through their mouth. Right. <laughs> did, I, did I... Was that my... No, no you didn't say it. You didn't... No. <laughs> we'll delete that part. <laughs> well, y- you'll, you'll, you'll see a recurring theme with mouth mm-hmm. breathing in my yeah. life. It's just... Mm-hmm. It, when, when people come in with their mouth breathing techniques, mm-hmm. 
and the question has to be asked, what mm -hmm. are you doing What's that for? for? Why, right? why is, is it the mouth, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, for Wim Hof, the answer is we want to do it fast and we mm -hmm. don't want, you know, and we just want to super load ourselves with oxygen mm -hmm. before we jump in ice water. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, th different mm -hmm. people have different answers. And then when I told you there's all these people, these consultants and coaches online, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. I just, mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. time I hear that, I go, oh. Mm -hmm. And then the holotropic, of course, is, is all mouth breathing. Mm -hmm. Now they go for hallucinogenic experience, right? right? They're just going for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll, I'll do the same thing, but through the nose for one, mm -hmm. and um, in, in a more meditative state, I guess, with more more focus on the process of meditation. Right? Mm -hmm. Because the process of meditation, a lot of people just think it's just silence and, 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 and emptiness, but there's a lot that comes up from the well of our subconscious mm -hmm. that needs to be dealt with. And in fact, what comes out of our, the well of our subconscious during meditation is stuff that we actually have to deal with. Mm -hmm. So to actually just say, no, I don't want to think about this, I don't want to ignore mm -hmm. I just want to ignore it, mm -hmm. is, is wrong. Mm -hmm. right. And if there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes up from the well of one's subconscious, mm -hmm. too much of it and all of that, well... Uh, there's some work to be done. Mm -hmm. right. There's a lot of work to be done for some people. Yeah, I would say there's a, you know, the the gift of that showing up. And um, what I believe is it always shows up in the capacity we have the, the ability to take care of it with. Mm -hmm. um, we just don't trust that we do. So, or we don't, we haven't been taught the tools that we should, that we, that could help us to mm -hmm. do that. Um but it's always a gift. And I think in my personal experience of deep doing the deep work on subconscious and unconscious stuff, belief systems and so on has been, you know, at one point avoidance and then acceptance and now looking forward and now asking for it. Okay. I'm ready. Like I'm mm -hmm. totally ready. And when I'm ready, I pull it in, I do the things that I need to do and it moves faster. It shifts better. It, you mm -hmm. know, um, so it's kind of been that process of, learning over the years mm -hmm. yeah you see what happens with some people when they got too much stuff to deal with their initial experience with meditation and just self-investigation and mm -hmm. just all of that stuff is too much it's overwhelming and yeah. they, can, they can't handle it because right. they can't get past that stage of dealing with the dirty laundry that exists mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. or whatever it is that needs to be dealt with right and and that's one thing that i talk about um i have a whole chapter in i breathe therefore i am which mm -hmm. is uh, all the types of meditation oh cool okay because um you don't actually do a lot of breathing techniques and meditate at the same time you, uh, you mm -hmm. use a breathing meditation to prep yourself for the space and then you you do whatever form of meditation you're going to do but i i talk a lot about getting past the initial stages mm -hmm. because a lot of people when they start meditating mm -hmm. a lot of scary ideas and mm -hmm. scary thoughts, uh, concepts and ideas that they don't want to deal with come mm -hmm. up. Interesting. But they're coming up for a reason. Yeah, right. And so... Hmm. Interesting. St sticking with it. Interesting. I've, um, I've worked a little bit with teacher plant medicines on, on that process, also homeopathics. Mm -hmm. they're, they're extremely powerful. They're very <laughs> helpful. They're very helpful. And the concept around them is unreal. You know, you take this water that helps <laughs> your emotions move and shift and change, you know, and brings it up and lets it go, should let it go, mm -hmm. right? Real. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Um, well, maybe tap into that a little bit. Like, let's just tell everybody what these things are. Well, in just in homeopathy, I can speak to that. But um, I mean, all these techniques, I think, is like your it's homeopathy is just surfacing what mm-hmm. what needs to be cleared. So you know, homeopathy is different. People always think of it like when we think of conventional medicine, we take something and that drug or that herb causes the body to do something, you know, it's either forcing it to, you know, um, you know, stop a a symptom that we don't like, or, or it, it, you know, causes our body to, let's say, detoxify or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Whereas homeopathy is more about just showing the body what it needs to do. And then the body does the work. Mm -hmm. So it's really just like opening the door to say, Hey, did you realize that this was actually something you need to address? Now go do that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it does work on all the levels and it will, surface things that need to be cleared so it's 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 like teacher plant medicines and that it's a catalyst mm-hmm. i think to which is what breathing is it's a catalyst mm-hmm. to open up the areas that you, you know we need to be looking at and the hardest part is we don't know what we don't know right, right. Mm-hmm. and so when we're living in our conscious self you know often what i find the biggest disconnect between you know a person healing and not healing is what they believe consciously is not what's playing unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, of course I don't want those things. Of course that's not what, well, absolutely consciously, but unconsciously there's a program that's playing, you know, based on an old experience or a family dynamic or, you know, whatever that belief system is playing out mm-hmm. and that's what we're attracting and that's what we're inviting into our lives. And consciously we can't figure out why we keep ending up in that situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think all of these techniques and tools are ways to help us reveal you know the truth of what's going on and I think mm-hmm. when you really you know when you say about removing the fear of that yes it can feel overwhelming but the truth is when we know when we actually um, hear something or resonate with it we know it to be true nobody has to say yeah that's right we just know it it's like mm-hmm. you know those light bulb moments when we hear information you know consciously for the first time it's like I always knew that mm-hmm. yeah you always knew that because it was there we just <laughs> didn't have access to it right yeah. so I think that's you know the the really interesting part about breathing obviously we're talking about the layers too of, you know, first of all, hey, let's like work on getting oxygenation and improving your body's function and, you know, reducing stress. But, you know, it's also, like you said, going to the next level of like, but actually using it as a tool to help surface the messages your body's trying to tell you, using it as a tool to help like really reveal life purpose and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, things that you need to clear. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's taking it to a a whole new level. Like, like if you were to go, hey, I want to be a millionaire. Can I just breathe? Yeah. <laughs> It'll bring up the stuff that's in front of me that like yeah. is blocking me to be a millionaire yeah. or, or, you know, I want this new hot husband. Can he, if I breathe, will he show up? You know, is that, <laughs> right. you know, if we do books like that, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> 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 breathe and there he is and breathe and there you're a millionaire. Yeah, right. there we go. Right. right? It's just, and getting rid of those blocks. Well, you know, it's, it's true though. I mean, we, we, we can generate so much wealth and we can generate so many things in our life just by you know removing a lot of these these blocks because they are or the subconscious program that's running that mm-hmm. you don't know is running why it was called subconscious mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I like the word you know to discover mm-hmm. the problem because what discover is is to uncover mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. already there True. right you're just uncovering it True. Right. and we use the word discovery mm-hmm. 
what discover to discover is to uncover. Yeah. <laughs> it's already there. Mm-hmm. And the, the other thing that um, I think that we have a lot of um, challenges with is, is labels of diseases and mm-hmm. labels of conditions. Mm-hmm. That really, um, one of the things that Joseph and I do, right, whenever a person says, I've got mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. right. You know, and we'll say, we Identified. don't, we don't care mm-hmm. about the, and we literally say, we, we don't care about the label. So what do you feel? Right. What, what does it feel like? How does it show up in your life? When does it show up in your life? And, mm-hmm. and we go after a person describing what it is they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And what I've found through the years is people just go back to their label. Well, the doctor told me I've got this. Mm-hmm. True. He told me it's, it's ADHD. Mm-hmm. He told me it's, you know, this, it's that, mm-hmm. and and it turns out that just the way the whole physical realm works, we are everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. It's all degrees. It is true. Mm-hmm. And so if a person's got bipolar issues mm-hmm. and ADD issues and mm-hmm. all of that, well, yeah. But do they have one or the other? Does, mm-hmm. Are we all just a combination of it all? Mm-hmm. And in fact, we are. We are, yeah. So... You know, getting rid of the label that the medical profession gave them mm-hmm. is one of the first things I go after. Mm-hmm. Try to just say, let's just think Neutral about this, yeah. you know, from the start. Yeah. And let's just go back to what made you say you have a problem. Right. <laughs> True. What made you look for help? What, yeah. what you know, it's a sensation? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, is it a vision? What is it? Right. And we work from there. Mm-hmm. And then... The breathing is again th- the best way to start, mm-hmm. and then once you've on a path and you know where you're headed, or you know you've discovered what it is that you got to deal with, mm-hmm. then you you get more help and get more assistance and find more friends. You know, just uh, it's true. Go mm-hmm. see, go see your naturopath. Do you do do you do this over <laughs> in person, obviously, but do you do it on Zoom or anything like that? Sessions? Yeah. Coaching. Now it's gone to Zoom. Okay. Um, but uh, really, you know, until this thing happened, uh, mm-hmm. we were we were one on one a lot, right? Consultations, mm-hmm. yeah. There's I, a there's a big huge gift I think. I mean, you know, with um, with the thing that has happened, <laughs> 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 and one thing I think is it's allowed us to be a lot more efficient and potentially get out to more people because people are more accepting of those types of things. And energetic works, energetic work. There is definitely something to be said about being able to be connected, be in community, be energetically in front of somebody physically mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. with them. There's significance around mm-hmm. that for sure. But I'm grateful that uh, we've sh- we've been able to mm. reach out to a lot more people in other ways because of it, right? Because mm-hmm. I know there's lots of people that wouldn't have access to you if it wasn't, or you, Alana, mm-hmm. or whatever myself, if it mm-hmm. wasn't. That yeah, it's true, mm-hmm. and and uh, we mm-hmm. traveled so much to go reach people right. and to go mm-hmm. find people, mm-hmm. right? So this new format, this, mm-hmm. this digital presence that mm-hmm. we have now, mm-hmm. is um, it's a it's a challenge to reformat the way we operate. Sure, right. But you know, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. um, the consultations one on one have always been. So much fun. I would. Mm, you yes. know, I had a big turnaround uh, when Joseph was here and we met you. That, mm-hmm. Remember, um, after our presentations, mm-hmm. we get a lot of consultations booked. Oh, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. Because sure. people go, oh, I want to yeah. go deeper. Mm-hmm. I want right, to go into right. my story, right? And, yeah. And uh, there was a guy 
booking a consultation. It was Tommy that was helping, and she was mm-hmm. she was writing it down. And she says, well, Joseph is open uh, here. And I thought, oh, I don't want Joseph. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want Marcus. <laughs> and I went, oh. Mm-hmm. And Joseph was standing there. He heard it, right? And he looks over at me and he goes. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, I know we, we have a very... Yeah. Beautiful. Supporting yeah. relationship. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. beautiful. We've, we've, uh, we get the best. You know when Joseph and I met, it's a funny little story. We were at a, a Buddhist retreat oh, center. Right. Okay. But what happened was the Saturday night, mm-hmm. there was a dance party. It was just... <laughs> um, I can see it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so, totally. so the whole temple area was, was just... Um, it was a rave, you know. We were just dancing to all kinds of DJ there, music. There, you're being human, see? We were just having yeah. fun. Right? <laughs> yeah. Dancing. So the next day, mm-hmm. there's people laying all over the place. <laughs> awesome. So I found a little room where I could play guitar and mm-hmm. sing and, mm-hmm. and write some music. And uh, Joseph opens the door, pokes his head in, and he says, I need a place to write. He says, you mind... <laughs> If I share the space with you, cool. I said, well, sure, if you can handle music right. while you're writing. <laughs> yeah, right. He goes, oh, no problem. Okay. So he comes in. Cool. We spent three hours. Wow. He was completely able to focus on his writing, and mm-hmm. I was, I played guitar and, and sang. I, that was a very big period of my life where I did a lot of music, so three hours of music was nothing. It was, oh, wow. It was normal because I was recording. Mm. And so I did my three hours of music. He did his three hours of writing. And at the end, we looked at each other. Well, I like you. <laughs> we work well together. Yeah, we can do this. You <laughs> Sit know, in the same room. And well, it yeah. helped that you also, uh, you know, speak Spanish too, right? right? And yeah. I don't know if you speak any other languages, yeah. but that's a that's a big. Was that mm-hmm. part of your journey when you went down to Central um, America? Is that where that? Well, that was in Spain that we did that, and uh, I already spoke Spanish quite yeah. well mm-hmm. in twenty. That was in the year two thousand. Yeah. And uh, I spoke Spanish uh, quite well. Um, of course, it's evolved, and I'm way better now because mm-hmm. I translated a book in between. Right. Yeah. And right. I've, I've lectured in Spanish yeah. and taught in Spanish and all that. But it. I want to yeah, learn. Yeah, we have to learn it. It's, it's a beautiful radar. language. It is, um, yeah. What's really beautiful about Spanish is just what you see is what you get. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you can you can pronounce a six syllable word for the first time. Mm-hmm. And if you just use the rules of pronunciation in Spanish, mm-hmm. you'll say it like you've known the word. Mm-hmm. No one would even question it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I was hanging out with some of my friends from Argentina in Hawaii just recently. And I I know how to speak a little bit, not just ask where the washroom is. And, but listening to it, I can I understand what everybody's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Mexican Spanish and Argentinian Spanish. So they they were standing in the kitchen and they were talking about something that they didn't want me to know. They were talking about him and his roommate, and I I, I had my back turned. I was doing dishes or doing something, and I and then I kind of turned around because I thought, did I just hear what they said? And I turned around and looked at him, and Andy looks at me. He goes, "Chris, did did you know what we said?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, how?" <laughs> and his room is like, does she know how to speak Spanish? I'm like, no, but you were just talking about something about his girlfriend wanted to make sure that that come to meet me because I was staying at the house or whatever. It was so funny. But in doing that, in, tra- in listening, mm-hmm. it's interesting because 
the language is so easy to catch on to because of that, because it's so literal, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it's just so literal. And I think also they're, they're so expressive with their physical mm-hmm. body that it's easy to actually. Yeah. Work where, where you'll find the uphill and challenge is expressing yourself. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, oh. you know, you'll, you'll hear it and you'll get a sense of the flow, what's going on. But then when it comes to your turn yeah. to express right. yourself, you go, oh boy, I better go back to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. True. Especially if you're like literal translation, like the translation part would be difficult because the, the, the language isn't written the same as English, right? Oh so, man, it's so reverse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, my, my first language, French. Eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I speak French. Oh. So that was that would be because Spanish and French are actually quite Spanish similar in terms of the like their how order. their sentence structure. Yeah, yeah. sentence structure. Yeah. Um, and then in in English, you know, oh, yeah. right, it's totally subject flipped. goes yes. to the end, subject comes to the front. With Spanish, right. it's like what? Right. So translating the art of listening to life was a process of reversing every sentence. Mm-hmm. Right. He would yeah. say all these things and then end with, you know, the point or end with this beautiful ending. Right. And in English, I couldn't do it because it didn't make any sense. Right. And I'd have to restructure the whole sentence. Cool. So it was... That had been editing on a whole new level. Like oh, writing was, a book myself, I didn't know how much editing is. I couldn't imagine, right? And it then was huge. trying to yeah. keep the concept... Yeah. Um, relevant and on point with what he's trying to say to you, so that yeah, would have been yeah. a challenge. It was, it was, a, it was, and it was a wonderful process. Uh, one of the things that happened is that Joseph understood that I understood, <laughs> and so, True. so you know, he had an option of getting translators to do mm-hmm. it in China or India, or you know, mm-hmm. get some translators to do it, you know. But having that relationship and and spending a lot of time together translating the book mm-hmm. really added to the whole awesome. thing and of course we did workshops uh, mm-hmm. along the way too so you understood the his, book wasn't yeah. even fully translated right. and we were doing workshops and right so i was the assistant so to speak you know mm-hmm. doing the thing and then i would take on the breathing mm-hmm. sessions master, and awesome. master breather. the master breather would mm-hmm. uh would uh, make people breathe and then uh, we would go into one of our practices or so if people want to find this yes, book, exactly. um, yeah. well, both books even, but if uh, yeah. for your new book here, where yeah. where will they go? Mm-hmm. Well, um, my main um, online company right now mm-hmm. is called Elemental Living, mm-hmm. Elemental Life, Elemental Living. And what that's about is what are the elements needed to okay. have a successful, balanced, fulfilling life? You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. What are the elements necessary? Elemental Living. So elementalliving.ca mm-hmm. is my website. The book, I Breathe, Therefore I Am, if you put it into Amazon, it's there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all, you know, Barnes & Noble, all the bookstores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you can also access it right through the site. Is it audio? No, that one, not yet. No, because I just published. Mm-hmm. This is okay. brand new, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, when yeah. did you publish? Like, yes. Well, you know, it, it basically was finished January 1st. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's Beautiful. this year. Yes. I mean, it Very says exciting. October 30th or something, but mm-hmm. uh, there were things <laughs> to work on. I out. know. I know that process. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying to her when she published her book. She's like, have you read my book? I'm like, I got three chapters in. I'm waiting for the audiobook. book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which did take about two years yeah. to make. So it it's out there it now, good. but it's, it is. It is a process too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did the audiobook for the art yeah. of listening to life, right. and um, you know, it's it's yeah. it's a great way to deliver it. Um, yeah. I've had people email me. They did an eight-hour trip. The book is eight and a half hours. Oh uh, yeah. And they said, you know, I 
listen to the whole book on the trip. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one of my favorite ways. It, yeah. When you're traveling. And yeah. Books for sure. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. I just, I do that and then I, you know, a year and a half, I was back and forth to Calgary and I did that for 10 years back and forth to Calgary all the time and then I'd like... Where did I learn this? Oh, it was on the 56th road trip or something. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. Um, my other question is, if you, just to kind of, to, to maybe impart a little bit of this process, would you, is there anything that you would, um, I don't know if it's like a little kind of like snippet of like a breathing technique or something that we can take people through mm-hmm. um, just to kind of give them a little bit of a understanding? Yeah, well, um, the best way is to go to the Elemental Living YouTube channel in mm-hmm. terms of after the show mm-hmm. here for yeah. people, okay? Mm-hmm. Elemental Living, Elemental Living, Marcus, and YouTube, any of those words, it, yep. it, all, it all brings it up. But I have several videos there uh, showing and demonstrating Okay. Breathing techniques. Mm, cool. I have one called the espresso. Mm, yeah. It's really nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. um, I don't know how we can do it with just audio yeah. like this. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But, well, those, uh, are, those are great. I'm, I'm looking for the two minute reset or whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, I think that's that'll excellent. be good though. The espresso. Uh, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. The espresso is a one minute reset. Oh, oh. look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really that. espresso. Yeah. Yeah. You use it throughout the day. Well, espresso, okay, I mean, yeah. I can explain it. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Mm. Um, it's all in the exhale. Okay. All you think about is the exhale. Mm. Okay. And uh, so I like to do it in a standing position. Mm-hmm. You lean forward and put your hands on your knees, oh. right? So and stretch your spine a bit. And you just start exhaling through the nose mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally just empty yourself out mm-hmm. completely don't worry about the inhale of the body oh wow right just It'll does just it. Do it yeah and you do that um i do it in rounds of 10 so i'll count 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 and i'll do 50 hmm. and you can do that in about 2 minutes okay. or less okay and that is a an awakener. Yeah, interesting. That will wake you That'd up. Be great something at five fierce. in the morning before I start trading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or it's a great starter. Patient. Yeah, right. We see your first patient exactly. Right. It's or maybe great... my last patient. <laughs> 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 okay. There you go. Yeah, helpful for that one. Right. Yeah. Get it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's a great one. Espresso. Um, I demonstrate that on the YouTube. Uh, it's um, it's an eight minute video. Awesome. Okay. I explain the benefits of it, how it works, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But when I would say that that's sort of semi-advanced mm-hmm. in terms of yeah. where it fits in the learning process. Okay. The best one to start with is inhale, hold, exhale, hold. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's a couple of terms out there. One is called the box. Yes, I've suggested you, that. You just visualize before. the box, yeah. right? So you go in, hold, out, hold. Everything's and the same. Yeah. You, you just do the... You draw out a square Mm -hmm. and make the uptick, your inhale, Mm -hmm. hold across the top, Mm -hmm. exhale down the side. Mm -hmm. And and what what happens there is you learn what you're going to feel in holding your breath. And it's in the hold that there's all kinds of stuff that happens. (laughs) And holding on empty is new to a lot of people, yeah, but right. wow, is that ever cool? Yeah. 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 Interesting. It's very nice. Uh, so 
you hold on the exhale. So typically what I'll do is I'll do, I'll inhale for eight heartbeats. And then I will hold from 15 to 20 heartbeats. Mm. And then exhale for eight. And then hold for 15 to 20. I always kind of feel like I'm cheating a little bit. Because when I'm holding, I'm like, through my nose. <laughs> no, you got a lock. Yeah, It's yeah. called the lock. Yeah. I know. So when you get to the top, <laughs> yeah. okay, you'll feel your shoulders lock when you really lock your yeah. lungs. And you won't okay. be able to do that. Okay. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Once you're locked, okay. you can't. Challenge is on. You can't mm-hmm. even take in a little bit. Okay, there's bit. lots of healing here for me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there totally is. I can feel it. Yeah, it's called the lock. Oh, awesome. Well, this has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We could talk for like, in fact, let's yeah. do it again. Yeah. You know, we'll do it again in a few months or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to getting this out to people and sharing this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, is there anything else that you would want to, like Alana said, impart? <laughs> well, um, there's a couple of things that, um, that I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, I have a beautiful piece of land in the Kootenays outside mm-hmm. of Nelson. And um, last year I taught out of there. Mm-hmm. And now I'm basically going to make that my base. Mm-hmm. And I have a technique. It's not really a technique. It's, it's called forest breathing. And forest breathing is just doing the breathing techniques in the forest. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and so I did, I did a video of that. And so okay. the breathing yeah. in the forest thing, forest breathing, I call mm. it. Um, I don't know if you've heard of forest bathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the no. Japanese do that. Okay. Mm. It's just walking in, in nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. it, it's basically that on steroids, oh, right? So. Wow. I call it forest breathing. Okay. And what happens with forest breathing is you, your oxygen content's a lot higher mm. because you're in the forest, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to have one of the sources of oxygen coming. Right. You're surrounded. The other thing is to choose an area where there's rapids or waterfalls. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have... Did you say rapids or rabbits? <laughs> rapids. Rapids. <laughs> moving water. Okay. <laughs> Mo- moving like water. Rabbits. okay. <laughs> rapids, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and then what happens is you get a high, high content of negative ions. Mm-hmm. Negative ions, interesting word, mm-hmm. actually means that the atom is positively charged. Right. So a negative, ad- a negative mm-hmm. ion is actually positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's any very good for us. Mm-hmm. And so, so if you have this higher level of negative ions, higher level of oxygen, everything that you're doing is mm-hmm. 10 times more beneficial. Yeah, that's so. why we feel amazing when we're in for a hike in the forest. Yeah. And yeah. the hike? By a river. <laughs> because people do it hiking, mm-hmm. that increases their heart rate, mm-hmm. increases their breathing rate. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hence. Yeah. My favorite thing. The good feeling, mm-hmm. right? So forest breathing is about going into a forest and just sitting and mm-hmm. just doing that. Now, the reason that I mention these two-minute resets, five-minute resets, how mm-hmm. short it can mm-hmm. be, it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. long and all that, the reason I mention it so much, you've talked about sports. You guys mm-hmm. have talked about doing sports and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Yeah. There's a huge percentage of people that don't do anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. In fact, what they do is sit and watch television. Yeah, mm-hmm. Or they don't have any physical activity whatsoever. So I, I try to encourage those people to understand they don't have to take up a sport. Mm-hmm. True. They don't have to get a gym bag. They don't have to mm-hmm. get a gym membership. They don't have to do anything. All they got to do is sit there and breathe. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And that's very accessible. With the rabbits in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> in the forest. <laughs> I'll have to work the rabbits into <laughs> right? the chapter. Oh, this has been amazing. The rabbits like will a... be probably observing. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a beautiful uh, place. And Nelson's one yes, of my favorite we'll have places. To go check it out. Yeah. So yeah. that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come yeah. down and see it. I, I do I do the cold dip in the Kootenai Lake. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch you guys. <laughs> and um it is a cold lake. It is cold. Mm-hmm. It is a cold lake. Yeah. And if you can get to um, three minutes, three minutes in the cold water, mm-hmm. um, five is optimal. Mm-hmm. Others will tell you ten minutes mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. But uh, the anti-inflammatory effect mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Convincing her. <Fine. laughs> Well, you think about it. People will take ibuprofen and they take these things to to bring down inflammation. You put yourself in ice water for Mm -hmm. three minutes and it's like taking a whole... Mm -hmm. Okay, you're convincing me. I'm (laughs) thinking about it. I need my tub in the backyard. (laughs) Maybe next to the hot tub. Well, you got a little creek out there. Can we get in the creek? Chad, my roommate is doing this every, well, a couple times a week or something right now and he just comes back and he's like vibrating. Mm -hmm. He started in January, January 1st or something with some friends and I'm like, man how's it going he's like seriously crystal like you just feel so good i'm like i'm just gonna trust you mm-hmm. on it but the lake's warming up here a little bit mm-hmm. so i'm actually going wake surfing tomorrow yeah. but i'm gonna have a wetsuit on so we'll see yeah well you know the wetsuits are a great way to get started you know mm-hmm. but um really just soaking yeah just staying I mean, there immobile yeah i use i recommend cold showers all the time too <laughs> right like finishing yeah. with cold but yeah. I, it's hard to turn the nozzle when you're in hot water <laughs> right. and turn it to cold. Yeah. I actually yeah. feel like it's easier to jump in a little tub. Yeah. I think the bath thing is the best. Um, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. what I'll have, uh, one of the, I've seen a few systems like this, but what I'll have in my place is I will have a rain, rainwater bath, a rainwater mm-hmm. container yeah. outside the house. Yeah. And I'll just use that. Mm-hmm. And um, when there's ice covering, you just mm-hmm. break the ice and get in. And, <laughs> we'll work up to that. We'll Breathing an ice bath. Okay. Breathing so an the, ice the anti-inflammatory effect, oh, and this is another thing, get your head underwater. Oh, man. Oh, man. The anti-inflammatory effect on the whole, really? your skull and your brain, mm-hmm. brain stem, wow. all of it. Oh, mm-hmm. it is so beneficial. Mm-hmm. My eyes would pop out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's okay. I'll try it. Yeah. I love it. I, I am... It's, it's a tough one. I'm not telling you that I I, yeah. I no problem. I get out no, there. I yeah, just jump no. in. It's no problem for me. No, no. It's a challenge yeah. every yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My girlfriend Steph's doing it after yoga class these days. Everybody's doing it. She's like, Crystal, I swear the entire time. Like, I yeah. swear like a banshee the entire time. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. One of the easy techniques that I used uh, was um, I got a five-gallon bucket, and I go scoop snow. And I throw that, so I've I poured a bathtub full mm-hmm. of cold water, and then I just throw the snow in there and break it up. Jump in. And then, yeah, yeah get in there. <laughs> Sometimes I have to work my way in, yeah, but... That's right. <laughs> it's so much easier if you can just jump all at once. Really? It's done. Really? Yeah. I'm going to trust you on that. I think so. I just wish I could get my upper body and core into the water before having the to body. deal with the legs. <laughs> Jumping in, you're committed. So but true. when you have to step it's in a so tub true. and then sit down and then lay down, yeah, it's so like, true. You're that's like a four-step process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm this, that step two yeah. to step three is a that's real right. hard one. Like that. Yeah. 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 I'm going to do a Japanese bath type where it's, it's, it's not very wide and large and it's deep. 
So you more you, like a barrel. You get right in there. Yeah, the barrel concept, right? Mm-hmm. Deeper, as opposed to the lounging tub thing, because there ain't no lounging going on. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> it's quick. It's quick. Um, well, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I thank you so much for yeah. coming and, well, and sharing with us today. Me. This is wonderful. It's been a wonderful been conversation, and I hope that uh, everybody's feeling like they're breathing a little bit uh, deeper right now. Yes. And uh, uh, definitely check out Marcus's new book. I'm getting um, a few for some people, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have uh, one friend just told me a couple of days ago, he said, your book's on the, on the coffee table. And he says, every time I see it, I deep breathe. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> every time I see it, I go, oh, I a couple deep breaths. He doesn't, he doesn't even touch the book. <laughs> that's awesome. It's helping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. awesome. Well, I really uh, appreciate it, and we're going to have you again. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. And yeah, yeah nice we can to, do that again. Nice to meet you. Nice chatting with you.